John, thanks for joining us. You're talking with us from Brussels. Got there this morning. Uh, President Biden arrived in Brussels, 8 p.m. local time here. He has a uh, very, I guess, 8 p.m. local time there. He has a very busy day tomorrow. What is on his agenda? It, it is a busy day, Ryan, and the president has three major meetings on his agenda. One is a meeting with uh, our NATO partners. Uh, another meeting involves G7 leaders. That meeting was called by Germany. And lastly, the president will uh, attend a summit uh, for the European Commission. The focus of all these meetings is dealing once again uh, with Russia's invasion, illegal invasion of Ukraine. Uh, we expect tomorrow an announcement of further sanctions which will be imposed upon Russia on top of the very crippling sanctions which have been imposed uh, against Russia within the past month. Now, the president has warned China uh, not to help out Russian military in its war against Ukraine. Will this be discussed at all with its European allies? We learned tonight uh, on the Air Force One flight that President Biden took over to Belgium from the National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan. The answer to that question is yes, it will be brought up uh, in all three meetings that the president will have. The idea here, is to idea here is to make certain that the U.S. and Europe are on the same page, and that is if China gets involved militarily uh, in terms of helping out Russia in its war against Ukraine, there will be consequences. Those consequences would certainly be tough sanctions imposed upon China in the same way they have already been imposed upon Russia. We're talking with LNL White House correspondent John Decker. He is in Brussels right now covering President Biden. Uh, John, what about the humanitarian crisis? Millions of refugees have left Ukraine. Uh, any announcement on what's expected on that front? We are expecting an announcement, Ryan, but that won't come until likely Saturday of this week. That's when President Biden will meet face-to-face -face with his Polish counterpart, President Duda of Poland. Uh, Poland has really felt the brunt of this humanitarian crisis. Uh, over a million and a half refugees have poured into Poland since the war began. So the president and European allies will announce uh, financial resources to help out those countries who have taken on the brunt or the bulk of these refugees, Poland, Romania, other Eastern European countries. Also an announcement about humanitarian relief in terms of providing food and medicine to those Ukrainians who remain still in the country. Now, I know President Biden is firmly against a no-fly zone over Ukraine, but what is the U.S. and its allies now doing to fend off any sort of missile attacks from Russia to Ukraine? We have learned that in the past week, the Pentagon has been having conversations in earnest with some of our NATO allies in Eastern Europe, like Slovakia. Uh, Slovakia has in its inventory a significant number of air defense systems that are from the Soviet era. Uh, and they're also Russian-built, uh, more recent uh, air defense systems, both short-range and long-range defense systems. The idea here is to convey those systems to the Ukrainian military, uh, and if they successfully implement those systems, they would essentially serve as a no-fly zone because those systems are incredibly effective. Now, two weeks ago, President Biden announced a ban on the importation of Russian oil into the U.S. Is there support for a Russian oil ban in the EU? 
There is support. Uh, it's not a majority. It's not an overwhelming majority. It's not unanimous. And the problem is, is that it's not unanimous. In order to implement a tough sanction, like prohibiting uh, Russian oil and gas from entering into EU countries, there needs to be unanimous consent. There are 27 countries in the European Union, and right now 25 countries are on board imposing that very tough sanction on Russia. Two countries, however, remain opposed. That's Hungary and Germany. And the reason they're opposed is because they get about 40% of their oil and gas from Russia. And if that particular sanction were imposed, they say it would just be devastating to their economies. Sure. John, before I let you go, I've got one more question for you. We've been hearing reports about maybe some sort of, at least on the ground, a stalemate between Ukrainian troops and Russian troops in major parts of Ukraine. Is that giving the White House and the Biden administration and the U.S.'s allies any sort of optimism that maybe Ukraine is continuing and maybe will prevail in the at least ground fight against Russian troops? Well, there's no doubt about it that for those who thought that Russia would be able to take over uh, the country of Ukraine, its sovereign territory, within three days after starting this war, uh, they were sorely mistaken in terms of what we've seen from the Ukrainian military. It's been pretty impressive. And the thought in the Biden administration, in fact, it's a bipartisan thought that by providing more weapons to the Ukrainian military, they can hold off the Russian military. They have not been the fighting force that everyone thought them to be. And so it's something that uh, we'll continue to watch in the days and weeks ahead. Perhaps, I say this, perhaps sure. uh, it will bring President Putin to the negotiating table and a call for a ceasefire. Very important information, fascinating information. Local uh, LNL White House correspondent John Decker reporting from Brussels. John, thank you for your time. Thank you, Ryan. Really appreciate John's contribution there, and we will try to get in touch with him maybe later on in the week or possibly next week as he continues his great reporting.